Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating Flat Earth versus Globe Earth, and we are starting right now with the Globe Earth side's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. Benjamin and Snake was right. The floor is all yours. Okay, um, I'm going to start us off, and I don't know if this is going to be more unique or whatnot, but I'm going to actually try to come at this from more of a theological and, uh, I guess, poke at some of the philosophy that Flat Earth uses. Um because I, I think it can be damaging specifically to the Christian worldview um, and the, the mission we're called to share the gospel. Um, that's supposed to be our focus. Uh, and I think a lot of times, especially in circles that I know, Christians can get so wrapped around certain topics that are gray area topics, such as the age of the earth, the shape of the earth and whatnot, that we miss the black and white topics, such as Jesus Christ came to save us, to justify us, to forgive us for our sins. Um, and so I'm going to talk about three different uh, kind of lines of thinking in the Flat Earth uh, community, as well as three different common biblical passages used to support the Flat Earth. Um, I'm not saying you can't be a Christian and believe the Earth is flat. You should follow your convictions. But what I'm saying is we need to be very, very careful in the amount of importance we place on the shape of the earth, whether we believe it's a globe or it's flat. I believe it's a globe. Um, so there are three philosophies uh, in the flat earth Christian sphere uh, that I would say are damaging to uh, theology, to the, the Christian theology in particular. Uh, the first one is that I cannot trust what I cannot see. This usually references Earth curve. Um, we don't want to say we have to go up high to see it. We should be able to see it from where we're at. Well, I cannot trust what I cannot see. That flies in the face of Scripture. This line of thinking uh, avoids any trust we can have in the Trinity. You cannot see God, Jesus, uh, or the Holy Spirit. If we take this to its full logical conclusion, this line of thinking would necessitate that neither the Trinity or any of its members exist at all. Um, the second one, I cannot trust what I cannot experience. That would be the Earth's rotation. 
often it's said, if the Earth is spinning as fast as that the uh, heliocentric model claims, we should feel it. Uh, this line of thinking voids any trust we have in any historical event or figure in scripture. We cannot experience the strength of Samson, the fleece of Gideon, or the transfiguration of Jesus witnessed by Peter, James, and John. If we take this to its full logical conclusion, the Bible, in its majority at least, should be considered unreliable because there are so many claims in it that are impossible for us to experience today. Uh, the third point, status or qualification doesn't matter. I was initially going to talk about the fact that this is dangerous because if you look at Jesus, um, this line of thinking would void Jesus Christ as our Savior. When Jesus was baptized, and God said, this is the, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. This status counts for nothing. Who cares about status? Uh, thus, the authority of Jesus does not give us, uh, does not give any claim about salvation or forgiveness. Uh, when Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected, this qualification showing he has authority over sin and death means nothing. If we take this to its logical conclusion, Jesus was... Um, and what, who Jesus was and what Jesus did means absolutely nothing with regard to sin, justification, or forgiveness. Thus, he offers us no hope with regards to life or to this life or the next. Um, and I do think that that could uh, pose a, a point of argument for, the, for anyone taking that from the other side, because that is talking about God. So I would just then say the Apostle Paul, when he was about to be flogged, he presented his qualification as a Roman citizen. One of the guys who was there about the flogging said, well, I had to pay a lot of money for mine. Well, the Apostle Paul said, I was born a Roman citizen. That changed the whole tone of the situation. So we cannot simply say, well, I can hand wave at qualifications because I didn't see it. I didn't experience it. If a qualified person makes a claim, you can be skeptical, but we must be careful in uh, not becoming prideful or belligerent in our skepticism. Those are my three points of philosophy that I do think can become very dangerous um, and can go against the Bible if we take them to their true logical conclusions. Uh, the next three points I'm going to make, they're biblical points. Um, I'm just going to try to say we cannot make black and white claims about the shape of the earth being a globe or being flat. There's lots of gray areas in the Bible about how it's shaped, but there is no passage in the Bible that explicitly says flat or explicitly says globe, nothing that explicitly says geocentric or heliocentric. Um, and so that's basically the point I'm going to address. Again, we need to be careful, the energy that we're putting into this. James, can you please give me a time check at seven minutes and cut me off at 10? I don't know how long it's been. Okay, thank you. Um, the, first, the first biblical claim, uh, the earth doesn't move or rotate. Usually this text it comes from could be First Chronicles or for a lot of the Psalms um, and Isaiah as well talk about this. He has fixed the earth. It is firm and unmovable. Uh, a point of issue I have with this is the texts are either poems or they're not intended to be taken uh, as an explanation for the earth's physical state, um, or they could be hyperbole uh, to add emphasis to God's power. If we are going to say that all scripture speaks of the earth, uh, that speaks of the earth is to be seen as literal. What are we to make of Psalm 104.5? Thou dost fix the earth on its foundation so that it can never be shaken. Does this mean we must deny earthquakes? Either we cannot take it literally, which is what I would offer, or we cannot trust it, 
because we can experience earthquakes. And so there's a contradiction. Uh, let's see. The another passage that's similar uh, would be Job 26, 7. He stretches out. He stretch stretches out the north um, over the empty space and hangeth the earth upon nothing. This implies that there is nothing holding the earth in place. And thus, this would contradict the idea that the earth is fixed. If God disfixed the earth upon its foundation, how can he also hangeth the earth upon nothing? My mouth is dry. One second. Uh, claim number two, the earth is flat. I'm so sorry, my computer's glitching. The earth is flat. Uh, proof text for this might be uh, in the book of Daniel, uh, chapter 4, 10 through 11. Uh, the visions of my head as I lay in bed were these. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong and its top reached the heaven. And it was visible to the end of the earth to the whole earth. My point of issue with this is there's several different explanations we can give, and I'll just cut to what I would say is the most likely one uh, to explain this. This is a dream. Dreams can do illogical things and still make sense to the dreamer and or interpreter. Take Genesis 41.4. Pharaoh has a dream where seven ugly thin cows ate up seven attractive plump cows. Not only do cows not eat each other in real life, even if they wanted to, it wouldn't be physically possible. Cows do not have the hardware needed to consume bones. Uh, and then I'll jump down to my third claim. Only the flat earth explains the sun's movement. Um, I don't actually know if this is an explicit claim, uh, but I did see some issues with the typical models. I, I do know Nathan specifically usually say you don't hold to a model, but... This is just me arguing against the Christian worldview in general, making vicious claims that the earth is flat and we have to fight against this. So um, proof texts uh, in them, the heavens, a tent is fixed for the sun who comes out like a bridegroom from his wedding canopy, rejoicing like a strong man to run his race. His rising at one end of the heavens, his circuit touches their furthest ends and nothing is hidden from his heart. Uh, from his heat. My point of issue with definitely this is, just at the seven minute mark. Roger that. Uh, my point of issue with this is if this is to be taken literally, no flat earth model is correct that I've seen because the sun never physically goes to the edges of the earth and touches them. Um, it's always somewhere in the middle and it moves in the middle. Uh, also, this says that the sun rejoices. Um, Again, I, that would lead me to believe this is uh, hyperbole or kind of just God bragging about his creation here. This is not intended to be a literal description of what the sun is doing every time it rises and sets and moves around the world. Um, so I had a couple other points, but for the sake of time, I'm going to just go through my conclusion. Uh, why am I pointing all of this out? It is because based on a biblical worldview, we're called to be careful with what we teach. Scripture says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, <clears throat> for you know that he who teaches will be judged with greater strictness. That's James 
If we go on teaching what is not true, be it openly dishonest or a genuine mistake, we are going to be judged for it. Furthermore, Scripture makes clear if we cause those who we are teaching, especially those who are children or who are have childlike faith, to sin, the consequences will be serious, at least scripturally, um, at least spiritually and eternally, if not physically and immediately. Uh, and the nice scripture to support that is, but whoever causes one of these little ones uh, who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and for him to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Lastly, as a professing Christian, we must be careful what we put emphasis and energy into. We are called to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations. If we, during that mission, have conversations about the shape of the earth, well, then so be it. That could be profitable. But if the shape of the earth pulls us from our focus and ability to make the gospel our foremost priority, then it has become an idol, and we should flee from it. And I support that with Matthew 5, 19, and then skip to 29. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it is better for you to lose the members of than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. I'm going to wrap up there, so I will pass the torch. Okay, how much time do I have? You got about rough. What was that? I only need three minutes. That's all you pretty much have. Okay, and uh, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. You got it. Okay, not sure how that's gonna come out with the uh, aspect ratios and everything, but um, okay. So. I'll name a few ways to confirm the shape of the Earth while you watch a live feed from of the Earth from space. This is the Himawari telescope. It offers us a full Earth, non-composite, non-NASA image. So obviously there's this satellite, can't be faked at the rate images are pumped out in real time, and it matches real-time weather patterns, so you can go and test this. Flat Earthers won't bother, I bet. Uh, flat Earther Jaronism proved a curve over water with his famous experiment. Interesting. The, the way the stars spin clockwise near one pole, counterclockwise in the other, is exclusively concordant with the globe. Lunar eclipses show the shadow of the Earth on the moon, and it's curved. The ISS has uncut footage longer than the weightlessness can be faked. Lake Pontchartrain has a bridge over it that's built to be curved. Its schematics are curved over curving water, and the curve is visible. Uh, the fact that the sun cannot cover the entire Earth is impossible on a flat Earth. We can see lights much farther than... Uh, than the supposed width of the Earth would be. So, And a final way you can test yourself without advanced degrees or mathematics, you can go to the North Pole and go 50 miles south, 50 miles east or west, then go 50 miles north again in a triangle, and yet you'll end up in the same place. You can only do this on a globe, and you can actually go test this yourself. No flat earther will ever bother. Uh, and this is just so much of the ridiculous... Uh, there's, there's so much ridiculous whack-a-mole ad hoc stuff the flurfs have to pull. Gravity-defying local sun that changes path for the seasons. Should be a simple, quick visit, but again, no flat earther will ever bother. So I'm going to put the, my cards on table here. Uh, those are just a few ways that I, the reason I believe in a globe. So, um, but my tactic here today is 
I'm going to address the, the fact that the belief in flat earth and all the ad hoc supporting arguments are basically the result of not understanding things like how Australians don't fall off the bottom of the earth, how water sticks to a spinning ball, how air can stick to the earth next to a vacuum. Uh, well, vacuums don't suck, air pressure blows, uh, but gravity pulls. Um, and to give an example of how uh, manipulative flat earth rhetoric is, they say things like spinning at thousands of miles per hour. Well, the reality is velocity can't be felt, only change in velocity, and the change in velocity is 15 degrees per hour, or that's a fourth of a degree per 60 seconds. That's not perceptible at all. So um, uh, to visualize this, imagine trying to wash your clothes in a washing machine that spins one single rotation every 24 hours. Go soak a tennis ball in water and see if you can get water to fling off with centrifugal force if you spin that the same speed for 24 hours straight. It won't be perceptible. So sometimes flat earthers will be converted by arguments like that we can see further on the curve of the earth than we should, um, uh, but that's ignoring atmospheric refraction. So flat earthers say that refraction goes the opposite way that it does. So I'm going to disabuse them of that notion tonight if that comes up. Uh, now, it, it may seem as all I've done is attack flat earth and haven't defended the globe. Uh, but uh, first off, globe is scientific consensus. I don't have to defend it. It's been defended by the best scientific minds. Um, the flat earthers have to overthrow the status quo. However, it is precisely in demonstrating the proper understanding of gravity that I will prove the globe Earth tonight. If at any point in this debate my opponents refuse to answer or engage in my demonstrations of how gravity and atmospheric pressure work, this will serve as a mission of defeat. These are my win conditions tonight. I have three points total that gravity can contain fluids without a lid, it can do it on all sides of a ball, and gravity will force Earth to be a ball. So I'm going to either correct my opponent's gross misunderstandings of basic physics, or they'll expose that they're afraid of the demonstration, thereby showing that, that I am correct. That or they might correct me, and I'll admit defeat. But again, if they dodge, this will be their admission of defeat. And thank you. Thank you very much for that opening statement. From the Globe Earth side, we are going to kick it over to the Flat Earth side. Thrilled to have you guys here and want to let you know, folks, if you have not already heard, we are absolutely pumped to have our first ever conference coming up this weekend, Saturday, January 15th and Sunday, January 16th. That is going to be in person in Dallas, Texas. You don't want to miss it. There are many debates that are going to happen. Just an example of one of the debates, as you can see at the bottom right of your screen, Actual Justice Warrior and Destiny collide for the first time in person talking about, you know that subject, won't say it on air, but we're going to jump over to the Flat Earth Side's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us and the floor is all yours. Nathan and JM Truth. Excellent. Uh, thanks so much, James, for having me. Really appreciate it. I'd like to thank my opponents for taking time out of the day to come here and debate. I'd like to thank the audience for being here. They got a lot of things you could do. And a special thanks to anyone in the audience who shares the show because Jam Truth and I are going to do what we've done dozens of times together on my channel before it was deleted, before it was censored, and decimate globe earth, satanic, fake science, and booga booga mathematics. So, any questions, feel free to super chat. I always stay as long as I can to answer super chats. We usually get through them all. Uh, Flat Earth comes with a lot of ostracism and ridicule. Trust me, I don't need that in my life, but an honest man, when proven to be wrong, must either admit he is wrong or he no longer remains to be an honest man. And the truth is incontrovertible. 
malice and ill intent will try and attack it and ignorance will try and deride it or derail the conversation which we'll get to in a second that's already happened but the truth always stands it is incontrovertible so sharing is caring that's one of the reasons i'm here i'm looking for people who have eyes to see and ears to hear because not everyone's called to know the truth not everyone's called to have light in them okay and it's the scriptures say you are my people you will know the truth you're not going to have to guess you're not going to have to wonder like benjamin you can't say black and white what that shape of the earth that's goofy guys that's goofball christianity okay so uh be the change you want to see on flat earth just just be the change you want to see on flat earth whatever you're complaining about that other people aren't doing in the community you do it pick the rings also um my opponent said flat earth philosophy you should talk about i'm not here to talk about flat earth philosophy i didn't even know we were going to talk about religion in this debate i'm here to absolutely dismantle the fake science that's being pushed in the mainstream okay because people need to wake up to that then maybe they will figure out john 316 is true every person on the corner standing a sign that they've seen for the last 20 30 years was right so he says, uh, I talked about believe the earth is flat. Both my opponents in their introduction said the B word multiple times. I'm not here to talk about beliefs. I don't care about beliefs. I don't care what you believe. It's stupid. We're here to talk about science, observable, repeatable, testable, empirical, not religious beliefs. Well, give me a break, guys. So uh, he also says, can't trust what I see. Uh, I'm sorry, but the scriptures say test all things. Okay. Or, or we, what we can't experience. So you just hand wave dismiss the rotation of the earth. We don't feel it. All right, cool. Well, yeah, you're right, because it doesn't exist. And then you gave numerous scriptures about how the earth is on foundations, how it will never move, how it can't be shaken. I mean, those are flatters. And then you said that we can't make black and white statements about the shape of the earth. Benjamin, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be black and white stating earth's a globe, and I'm wrong. It's not flat. And you're over here saying well we can't really know for sure i mean we can't see it or experience it even though we walk around on it every single day and we're being told exactly what the dimensions of this realm is and we falsified that which by the way falsification is independent of replacement so once we falsify the globe model i don't need to have a brand new flat earth model to present to you like this is third grade science class all right we falsified the globe falsification is independent solo on its own of replacement okay then you said how can it be fixed and not hang on anything son my table is fixed you can nail it to the ground and it won't hang on anything so in the same way that my table could be fixed and not hang on anything earth could be fixed and not hang on anything but benjamin you got a big problem if the earth doesn't hang on anything because according to the heliocentric model earth hangs on sun's gravity and we go around at 66,600 miles an hour. Like, what a joke, bro. What a clown world. So you're using scriptures that falsify your model. If you actually believe in the scriptures, you can no longer believe the earth hangs on the sun's gravity. Okay? And then you bring up dreams. Talking about cows eating cows. The globe is the dream. Okay? That's what we're here to talk about. The globe's the dream. Then you said only flat earth explains sun movements. Yeah, we could get into analemma, how the loop in the north is smaller than the loop in the south, how the points on the analemma are not equidistant in the north as they are in the south. It's moving a lot faster in the south because 
as the sun's orbit goes between the tropic, it expands and contracts. Therefore, it has to speed up and slow down. And Glover will say, well, you just think the sun speeds up and slows down? How stupid is that? You say the Earth does that in its elliptical orbit around the sun that we don't feel ever, that you admit in your opening, we don't feel? By the way, velocity is not the same as spinning. Spinning includes acceleration. So even if you're going the same speed on the gravitron, when you say things like, you can't feel velocity, oh, I guarantee you, you'll feel the velocity on a gravitron while you're sticking to the wall, being pushed out because of centrifugal force, which is how we dry clothes. We spin the clothes and the water flies off. And you guys think the earth spins and the water falls down? I mean, talk about complete opposite of reality, okay? Now let's get to some snakes arguments. Um, he says, oh, over and over, flat earthers won't do it. Flat earthers won't do it. What have you done, Snake? Because I've done long distance observations with high power zoom cameras. Have you done that, Snake? No. I've done infrared from a helicopter. We rented a helicopter and did infrared. Have you done that, Snake? No. I've done laser observations, salt and sea. Have you done that? No. I've done mirror reflection tests. Have you done that, Snake? No. I've done astrophotography, astroarchaeology, lining up the stars to megalithic structures and taking time lapses. Have you done that, Snake? No. I've, have you done any Star Trail videos, Snake, ever in your life? Because it was one of your claims. You actually talked about Star Trail, how they spin different directions in the northern and southern hemisphere. Well, I got a newsflash for you, buddy. If you're on a rock floating in space that's spinning one direction, all the stars in the sky are also going to move one direction. Congratulations, Snake. You falsified your model in your opening. So have you ever tested the temperature of moonlight? No. I've done it with a laser thermometer. Ken Wheeler, who's a glover, did it with a FLIR, Terminator vision, and proved that moonlight is cold. So have you ever gotten a group of land surveyors together in Denver, Colorado, and then tested to see if the Earth is actually curving for two days? Taking measurements every quarter of a mile? No, you haven't done anything, dude. Like, and you're over here saying flat earthers won't do it? What a joke, bro. And Benjamin, the scriptures say test all things and hold fast to that which is true. And you also brought up teaching children things that are wrong. That's one of the reasons I'm so passionate, hashtag pill the youth, about teaching children the truth. I pay children money to read my flyers, get the video, and put it on the internet with the permission of their parents, of course. But you guys, this is important. We need to start teaching children the truth because anytime someone denies an axiom or something that is self-evident, they will reap their reward down the line, eventually. So, um, yep, I'm gonna hand it over to James and I really appreciate it. The censorship's insane, guys. If you don't know who I am, I ran the official Flat Earth and Globe discussion for five years, 150,000 members, that's gone. My YouTube, Nathan Thompson, had 20,000 subs. That's gone. My Instagram, the globe is flat, had 10,000 followers. That's gone. I don't curse. I don't insult people. I don't post any nudity or vulgar images. And I'm the dude you got to censor. NASA goes in front of the Senate and says, I'm the dude you got to censor. Give me a break. Thank you, James, for hosting me on your platform. I hand it over to my brother in truth, JM Truth. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> way, to, way to go, Nathan. I just, good job. So I wasn't going to do this this way, but I'm going to do this this way because of my boy Snake who decided he was going to come out like a jerk and just start swinging like a freaking crazy man. Okay, so first, let me say, Yaverechacha Adonai Vaishmarecha. Ya'er Adonai Penabilecha 
v'yehunecha. Yaseh Adonai panavilecha v'semecha shalom. If you don't know what I said, I just said the Lord's Prayer and blessing over you both because I want truth here and truth in love. Okay? So just so you know, um, have either of you, I assume, okay, I'm going to make assumptions here because I don't have time to ask every time you and have a response. So you can shake your head if you want to. I'd appreciate it. I assume neither of you speak and or read Hebrew. I assume neither of you have even read scripture one time from cover to cover. First of all, I am not a Christian. I am, however, a man of faith and spiritual conviction. I also have spent time before the Most High. When I say that, I mean I've had a Moses moment. I'm not afraid to say that publicly because I was called by the Most High to speak truth. Now, I also have dreadlocks, as you see. I have dreadlocks on purpose. The Catholic Bible? Oh, yeah, great. Excellent. I don't read the Catholic Bible, dude. Um, okay? The, the Bible's not Catholic. The Bible isn't even really, it's a twisted book by the Romans. I get it. But their actual real scripture was real, and ancient historians have proven it true. So by holding that up, doesn't show anything, Snake. Again, you're ignorant. So, also, I assume neither, and again, I hate making this argument, but, well, I would encourage you to go to jamtruth.com. I am not, I am a man of science, and I'm a man of truth. I'm not a man of faith. Why? Because scripture says, the Father said, test all things, cling to that which is true. Did you know that the word faith does not, ex does not exist in scripture, in the ancient <laughs> scripture, even once? The word faith didn't even exist. It was created by the Greeks and is actually a Greek god. So when you use the word faith, just so you know, you're actually calling on a Nephilim spirit. So let's just cast that down right now. Now, if I can also share with you, Job speaks to the flat earth. Okay? Absolutely does in Hebrew. Because Hebrew has a word for ball and a word for a flat, round disc. The word is dur, okay? That is very descriptive. In fact, the ancient text was very descriptive. The reason that they changed the languages is to confuse your lying tongue, okay? So let's also make that. I am a highly educated man as well, and I'm not big on education, okay? But I also have a background in film, graphic design, and CGI. And what you showed everyone, by the way, was absolutely CGI and called it an actual film footage from a, from a satellite that doesn't even exist. You just lied to the public. And I can prove that. I, I'm not going to do it right this second, but what you showed was not even real, dude. Not even real. And I'm telling you, with a master's degree in graphic design, you're lying. And I get really upset and frustrated when people lie to people. I've got four kids. And this is now coming off like a lecture, I guess. I have four kids. I'm responsible for teaching them truth. Why? Because the society is lying to them. So let me just cover a couple of things real quick. To blow, to blow y'all's argument. If you've not read or studied Hebrew, you should not be teaching. Because that's the problem. You go to school, you go to a Christian college, they, they give you all this 
indoctrination, and then you think you can just teach whatever you want. That's the problem. If any of you knew anything about faith, there wouldn't be 47,000 religions. And I'm sorry I'm feeling the spirit right now. I guess I'm, I'm on a pedestal. I apologize. But it, but, but it really grieves me because I've spent time on my knees weeping before the Most High over all of you who are walking around with blindfolds on because you can't read simple scripture. Holy crap. You don't even know it's not healthy not to eat meat. The devil has poisoned you and is poisoning you. Got about a minute and a half left. In order to have a healthy body, you have to have an alkalized system. That's the way the Father created us. If you go read Genesis, it says I give you all seed-bearing plants for food, not meat. In fact, all of Deuteronomy has been twisted to poison you. But of course, you believe what Christians say, but the whole medical system is built to kill you, and you don't know it. So, let's get back to Flat Earth. If you go to jmtruth.com, you will see that I have 17 documents from NASA there, Snake. 17, and actually I've got more. I've done a laser test at 35.6 miles, which, by the way, is the world record on Earth for any civilian that I, I'm aware of. 35.6 miles at four feet off the ground. At eight inches times miles squared, you do the math there, genius. Should I have been able to see the emitter in green? I have it on video, by the way. So when you want to argue it, I've got the proof for you. You'll see it when I bring memory out. Okay. What were you laughing at, Jay? <laughs> it, was, uh, it, was, it was Nathan doing weird stuff that I was seeing, and I was just distracted for a moment. But forgive okay. me for that, Nathan. No, 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 you're fine, dude. So anyway, 35.6 miles. Can you do the math at least to tell me what the drop should be on a globe at 35.6 miles? I can. It's 844 feet. Oh, and from point A to point B, for those of you that can't do geometry, from point A to point B, there should be a 266-foot lift between point A and point B. And that's I should about not be able to see the time. At all. Because there's a 266-foot wall in between me, the camera, and the laser. And even, we... Even my 13-year-old can figure that out. Gotcha. All right. Well, we that is it for opening statements. We do want to jump into the open conversation. I do also want to say, folks, want to say we are absolutely thrilled to have you here, no matter what walk of life you are from, whether you be Christian, atheist, flat earther, globe earther, Muslim, black, white, gay, straight, you name it. We are pumped to have you here as Modern Day Debate is a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we hope you feel welcome. So hit that subscribe button if you haven't already for many more juicy debates to come. And with that, we're going to jump right into this. I have no idea how this is going to go, but open discussion is open, gentlemen. All right. So to see if I've got this right, um, I need to understand how you guys think gravity works. Is it, uh, does, do you think density <laughs> creates a direction vector? Gravity is a lie used through gravity is a lie. Yeah. Through mathematical. Yeah, it doesn't okay. work. Okay, work. so what what do you want to call that thing that makes things fall? It's called density and buoyancy, bud. Uh, makes things fall? Have you ever released a helium balloon and seen the helium balloon fall? Uh-huh. So 
So if you release something from your hand, which way does it fall? Depends on density. No, it doesn't. Or the medium that you're in. Yeah. You can drop a cork underwater, and it's going to go up. Oh, why, well, why doesn't it go there. sideways? Why doesn't it go sideways? It's the same density. Well, it doesn't go sideways on your yeah. globe model because gravity's pulling all things because, towards each other. Things should be going right. horizontally towards cruise ships. You hold a grain of sand next to a cruise ship. You don't think the ginormous cruise ship, an aircraft carrier, is going to have a large enough mass to attract a grain of sand. It's your religion that yeah. things move horizontally on, yeah. not ours. Now, if you so talk we have about our, water, are you, are you, are you, floor, so we have our first dodge. Are you are you familiar I'm sorry. with the density? I didn't know you were trying to speak. Was I, I was in the middle of speaking. Um, go ahead. So we have our first dodge now. So I asked you not why, anything. I asked you why doesn't something that has equal density all around it why doesn't it go sideways? Why does it only go in one direction, up or down? You know, I I don't know. I didn't make the earth, and I didn't. I don't know why things okay, go laterally, so but actually, some things do. Like water. If you pour water on the ground, it will move laterally, horizontally, and begin to flatten out. It's a property of fluid statics. That's how I know all these beautiful blue oceans are flat, and that's how I know that the Earth's not a globe. It's called fluid statics. Now, snake, snake. Okay, so to, to clarify, the, the snakes, so to clarify, uh, snake, I'm still talking. Gentlemen, all right, uh, we're going to we're going to give you a minute to wrap up, Nathan, and then just to keep it moving in a conversation. Yeah, no problem. Snake said in his opener that all the biggest scientists have already proven it's a globe, so he doesn't even need to debate it or defend it. What are you doing here, Snake? <laughs> right? If you I'm don't showing need you to that you have, it, I'm showing you that you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So, so to clarify, so to clarify, I do. Hold on. Okay, we've got three people trying to talk at this moment. Just give me one sec. Is that? Uh, we're going to give Snake a chance to respond, and then we'll, we'll come. It sounds like JM Truth, you've got something you want to say, so we'll come right back to yeah, you yeah. right after Snake responds. So to clarify, I'm talking about a solid object like a rock or a ball in a medium, and you dodged the second dodge. You started talking about a medium moving sideways over something. So I'm asking you, this is the clarification, what I asked. Why does a rock, when you release it in the water, not go sideways if it's density dependent? If it go, If it goes any other direction then there's something else there than density and buoyancy because it's the same in all directions so tell me what is that extra thing there other than density and buoyancy not everything goes down some things go up gas moves in all directions so obviously nothing is pulling mass towards the center of earth can we talk about your opening arguments because you just kind of scattergun total gish gallop all your arguments with no proof, and then hey. said flat earthers will never do it. Wait, can we talk about some of those arguments? And you've actually anything we have. May I um, interject just a, a point of thought? Go ahead. So I, I often hear this explanation for the difference between gravity and density. Um, and then, Nathan, the exact point you brought up usually comes up. Um, and I think the trouble that we run, in here, run into here, and this is why I'm trying to come at this more theologically snake is holding up the empirical stuff uh, way more than I will but the point is in atheism and anyone who denounces God they can't accept miracles and they can't accept how it works because they won't accept the necessary premise that God exists in the same way by openly rejecting gravity you guys are not able to understand and see how that works um, and so I just want to offer that out there as a, a line James, of thing. Go ahead. Okay. 
First, I absolutely believe in miracles. I just think miracles are, are science that we cannot explain. The Father does not work, in my opinion, outside of the physics he's already created. Now, I know we're taught otherwise. I get that. And I still believe in miracles. I've watched people get healed from amazing things. But once I realized the biomechanics of it and the biometrics of it, it actually makes sense. The difference is actually time. The Father just manipulates what we construct or assume is time, which there is no construct of. Okay. However, gravity, again, what I've done enough impure, by the way, if you're going to use the word empirical, please know what that word means. Let me, let me, let me, let me, um, and I don't mean to be an ass here, but I hear that all the time. Empirical data is written data that has been proven by science. Okay? That is called empirical data. I have 17 NASA documents that are empirical data because they say NASA explains and admits Earth is flat and not rotating. Now, Snake, you can argue that till the, till the cows come home, but you can't argue with me because you are not authorized to argue for NASA. Oh, so, yeah, well, yeah, I, you're not either. So no, we all know. We all know you're lying about this. We all know that what you're doing is taking things. Lying. They're on my website. What yeah, I'm telling you, I would you, like oh, to respond. Can I finish, please? We, our, Jam, like I can give you about, I can give you 30 seconds to wrap up, Jam, and then I do have to kick it back over to Snake. You can't, you've got to have NASA argue. You can't, I'm not arguing it. I'm presenting to you what NASA has already admitted. <clears throat> but because you can't accept it, you have to argue it away. Snake, before you jump in, uh, can I touch on empirical real quick? Because I do think it's important yeah. we know definitions. Um, Jam, unless there's a particular dictionary, Webster, or whatnot, that you prefer to use, I'm literally pulling this off dictionary.com uh empirical just means based on concern with or verifiable by observation or experience rather than theory or pure logic and so that's why i'm saying snakes holding that up because i am intentionally coming at this more theologically and theory based whereas he is actually going at this from a scientific 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 but you're um, missing but you're missing the very last step of the scientific method which is to present the evidence which is what the nasa document is it is that is why it is empirical data it completes the scientific method so you know that nasa says that there are planets that are globes and yep. so what you do is you take statements like um we're using a flat plane simplification math which that's what they teach you in physics uh, to use because it's a simpler math, um, and you're cherry picking that and presenting that as that's what NASA claims. So that's, that is no, a that, that is, is a, a Frank lie. That is an assumption on your part. No, it's not. not. It's because I've done I've physics. I've actually taken physics. Obvious, unlike you, because you don't even know the basics. I just told you I take physics. Well, if you've taken the basics of physics, how do you not know what the uh, what the density table is? I don't understand that. You're going to lecture me about physics when you don't believe in gravity. Let's, I do want to steer it back to steering it back to the actual topic. So gravity is very important. 
you think that gravity doesn't exist. You think it's just density and buoyancy. So there's the same density all around no, this thing. I never the said same, that. Hold on. One sec. No, there's the same. Said, hold, no. on, hold, hold on. Hold on. General, hold general on. I promise, we'll, Nathan and, and JM, I promise we'll come right back to you. But let's just let Snake finish up this point. Just same why? density. Same density around all of this. Same buoyancy forces go in every direction. And yet it doesn't behave the same in all directions. It behaves in one direction. So you are missing a part of the puzzle. No, you are missing part of the puzzle. I just explained why you're missing a part of the puzzle. What? Please explain to me what I'm what? missing. Yeah, I was going to ask, you... what is the part of the okay. puzzle? So I'm just saying, no, you, no, you. Explain. Oh. I'll explain. All right. Can I explain so what, what you're missing? Gravity, when was gravity created? Sorry, Nathan. Go ahead. When was gravity created? Do you know? Because when it was nothing around. The and concept? And Einstein did not create gravity. That is actually an uh, absolute lie taught in school. It is not true. And there's no historical basis for it. And I've got a graduate degree, so if you want to argue with me, go ahead. But you better pull up some goddamn references. For, for what? A, who invented from, gravity? From a, um, again, coming at it from my angle, there's a difference between creating something and identifying something. Um, and obviously, we can't claim that gravity is a force because... It's, it's not defined as that, but what but we have is an what we what we have is an explanation for how the world is working, um, and so that is what is being claimed here. We're not being claimed that gravity was invented at this time. Again, from my angle, gravity was created at the conception of the universe. It's when did we discover it? Same with microbiology. When did we discover it? That, that? That's not when it was created. It always existed. It just took us a while to catch up. Except you cannot acknowledge that in the Bible, actually, there's more uh, argument, actually, in Hebrew, because you don't speak Hebrew or even read Hebrew, for actually a flat Earth model than there ever is for a globe Earth. In fact, there's four corners of the Earth. The angels stand at four corners. The, the root... The Ruah, the Raki, which is actually the dome, it says, is a mirror glass, is what it says in Hebrew. It's really interesting that uh, your God would require someone to speak a dead language to understand basic that truths is, of reality. That is an argument. That, and, and by the way, I have read scripture cover to cover, just, just so you know. Wait, you say you have? Um, I would. Uh, I have. You have I not. would. Yes, I have. Absolutely All right, not. let's get let's. I, I think I have, it, um, a point that was actually yeah. more related to the topic at hand is I, I don't know if it was Benjamin or Nathan yeah. that was going to say something. Yeah, if I could, uh, Snake brought up uh, NASA photos, Jaren proved curve, Lake Pontchartrain, and the North Pole. Those were all in your opening arguments, right, Snake? Correct. All right, right. Which one do you want me to falsify first? North Pole? You said go to the North Pole and then move fifty miles south or east. You never done that. And then you said flat earthers won't do it. You haven't done that. All right, which one should we do next? Yeah, you Jaren won't do it. it. You won't do it because Jaren you can prove me wrong. Anything. You won't do it. You can go you do it. You haven't gone to the North Pole and travel to the North Pole is restricted. It's right. basically like asking no, it's me to not. go in my closet, walk into Narnia, and prove that Narnia is Actually, it is. Neither the North Pole or the South Pole are restricted. I have the North Pole. I have the North Pole. I have the North Pole. Yeah, this is actually ridiculous. I actually have the document. This is where actually okay. <laughs> Nathan and Jantruth, you're interrupting each thick, other. It is this thick, and you've got to go through 20 different agencies. 
Now, I also spent 12 years in the military and can tell you it's built that way to keep you from being able to do so. Because I had a security clearance, and that's how it works, dude. JM, um, thank you for serving. I try to say that to anyone who is in the military, so that's it. That's all I was going to say. You're welcome. So th that was one of many ways that you can <clears throat> test for yourself. The other one that Flat Earthers will never do is go visit the sun, which apparently is a couple miles away. Nathan, you're you're uh, you're muted, Nathan. You're muted, Nathan. We can't hear you. Wait, Nathan, did, you, did you just say one muted. other thing Flat Earthers won't do? Did you just say that? Yeah, you won't go visit you, the you sun, just, even though it's a couple about, miles like, away. What? Did you try to talk about like Trump Contra train and then say another thing Flat Earthers won't do and move on to a topic about the sun? Is that what you just did? I mentioned it in my opening. You just said another thing flat earthers won't do after talking about Lake Pontchartrain. I've been is to Lake going to the sun. Times. Have you, hey, I don't know why you got to interrupt me. Are you scared of what I'm going to say? Well, you're saying that I said you wouldn't go to Lake Pontchartrain, so I'm correcting you. But he's been to Lake Pontchartrain. You just talked about Lake Pontchartrain and then said another thing flat earthers won't do and started no. talking about the sun. Yeah, you no. just did that. The audience can go rewatch it. It's fine. No big deal. But just nope. so you know, I've been uh, to Lake Pontchartrain. What happened was I said you so wouldn't visit. All right. Or you, all right. We do have to have it such that there's not too much interrupting. So uh, Nathan, I'll give you a chance to finish this in about a minute, and then we'll come back to you, Snake. I don't need a minute. I just need a couple sentences, and the dude can't keep his mouth shut. So thank you, James. I really appreciate that. So I've been to Lake Pontchartrain numerous times. I know for a fact. You probably haven't ever been there or tested it with any data you could show me. But there's flat earthers there that became flat earthers because Lake Pontchartrain should have a measurable curve over it. It's about 20 miles long and there is no curve. I've also taken a time lapse from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake and it's a straight line. I am not curving around a globe. Also, um, you, you can see way too far on that lake. I've done sight distance observations. I had 800 videos up on Be The Change before my channel was deleted. Like I said, the people there found out the Earth's flat because they're looking across the lake and realizing it's not curving. So for you to say, oh, there's this lake I've never been to and it's curved, that is so goofy because I've been there and tested it and you haven't. So I've been there is not an argument. You have to explain why it's not curved. You haven't. Um, and to correct you for about the fourth time, I did not say Lake Pontchartrain any time during this discussion other than now. The thing that I said you won't go do is visit the sun. So that's the correction. So there is a visible curve. I don't care how many times you say I've been there. There's a visible curve. Hold on one second. And, Jam, I, I, I got to let him finish. Go ahead, Snake. And the, the specs for building the bridge is curved. And um, yeah, and saying, oh, I've been there is not an argument. You need actual data. We have pictures of it. That wasn't my argument. Oh, oh, and the other thing. Okay. Right, you didn't have an argument. We'll give you, you this last. We'll give you a couple. So, we'll give you a couple well, more sentences, Snake. All right, Nathan, just I to be sure that he's finished his point as well. Just to be sure that he's finished his point as well. Snake, do you have any last points before we kick it over to the flatter side? So yeah, uh, atmospheric refraction makes the curve look a little bit bigger than it is, and we can discuss why you guys don't understand refraction either. But I would uh, like to get through the why you guys don't understand gravity first. Um, but, you know, pick your poison. Okay, so 
See Nathan, this is this is why I walked away two years ago because I, I'm I'm just not here to I'm right. not here to argue with people that have, are ignorant. I know. Um, hey, although ignorance. Real quick, James, or Jan, real quick. Hey, since I'm ready, I got something loaded, dude. This guy was oh, over here no, saying no, we need to not focus on certain things too much. Uh, Benjamin, God's account of His creation is part and parcel of the gospel. So a person with genuine faith believes what Jesus said about heavenly and earthly things. If I told you earthly things and you not believe, how will you understand the heavenly things? John 3.12. Jesus is God and Jesus created all things in heaven and on earth. See Colossians 1.16 through 18. And he's revealed himself through creation. So it is very important to have an accurate understanding of what the creator is, the creation is. Otherwise, you will ipso facto automatically have an, in, an errant con conviction about what the creator is. If a heliocentric creation doesn't exist, a heliocentric creator also doesn't exist. Would you agree with that, Benjamin? Yes, completely. Great. So all your quotes earlier talked about the earth being on foundations, not moving. Do you trust what Jesus said about earthly things? Or do you think it's all poems? Oh, well, no, that's my point. And Jam can attest to this because he's read, he's influenced in Hebrew. He can attest that one, Hebrew is a vague language. It is not a specific language. They like wait, to wait, round wait, things. Hold on. Wait, wait. I do, I do want to, I want to give Benjamin plenty of time and I promise we'll come back to you, Jam. Look through, um, look through any book that talks about militaries, armies. Um, when Solomon makes his great bathtub, uh, pie and this is a big thing that a lot of people will say is pie is described as three if you go off of that well we described as 3.14 it's not actually either of those it's far more specific hebrews were notorious for rounding things so that's just to say um what is written in the psalms one is poetry and so it's probably not intended to be literal but secondly for things that are not painted black and white that don't have a specific singular. Hold on one second. Let's let's just. I'll give. It, we're gonna give you Benjamin uh, thirty seconds to wrap up, and then we're gonna kick it over to Jam Truth so he has a chance. Please. Sure. Yeah. No. And I I value his input. Um, but uh, for things that are not specifically written out in Hebrew, where there's only one word for it, they interchange words often. Um, and again, one reason I'm thankful the Gospels are written in Greek is because that's far more clear. Hebrew is far more general. Look at, and I'll finish with this, look at the creation account, how old's the earth, what does the day mean? Yom can mean a variety of different things. And I am a young earth creationist, so I will just say that, but I can't say beyond a shadow of a doubt I know the earth is young because of how vague Yom is. Uh, I know that was longer than 30 seconds, so thank you for your patience. Okay. First of all, Hebrew is the first language we've ever had. And when you say it's vague, it's not vague. In fact, the pictorial Hebrew was so specific, they had to, when they translated it, it took them forever to translate it. Because the word was, very words were very specific. In fact, one word was a sentence, which is why the translators had an issue. They, they modern day, Speakers didn't understand Hebrew. In fact, modern-day um, Jews didn't even understand Hebrew. <coughs> the pictorial Hebrew. Okay? So, no, it was not 
vague. It was actually very specific. They taught you as a Christian it was vague so they could lie to you. That's the truth. Yeah. And, um, James, if I can give uh, one example, if, if I, can I give could, one example of Benjamin. If I can res- may I respond to JM? I want to I give, I want to give, uh, wanna... a chance and to Benjamin and I promise, I promise. Lots of noise here, so. So if, Jim, if there is one thing in, in the in the uh, interface, there, there is a way to mute just in case there is uh, background sound for everybody, not just you, Jam. And then I'll give you a chance to respond, Benjamin, and then we'll kick it over to Nathan. Sure. Um, so you, I have no doubt you are far more versed in Hebrew than I am. Um, I am a bit surprised that you believe it's a specific language. Um, now, maybe I've been indoctrinating that. So. Let's Wait, just grant that. I'm so, okay, I just, we really, you are interrupting though. I, I promise we can give you a chance to respond with, in just a minute, but I do want to let with, Benjamin finish. I would extend the question to you. If you go back to the original manuscripts, how are any armies described? Are you given specific numbers or are they rounded to the 10 or 100,000? Technically, they're round. It depends, actually. Some are very specific, and some are rounded. But there what's, are some that are there are some that are very specific. What's I an example? Give you those numbers right this minute. I'd have to go look them up. But that's a good question. And yes, a lot of them are rounded. But when you're talking about tribes, and when they're doing counts, those are very specific. I would argue that point as well. I'd be open to you. You know, screen sharing or showing me that. Um, but I, again, and we can agree to disagree because this would require a lot longer conversation. And while I do think this can be related in a way, it is a bit of a rabbit trail. So we can turn it back to, I would like to turn it back to Snake at this point because I have uh, gone off a little bit. Good Unless point. Nathan wants to go. Nathan, oh, Nathan I'll give you a quick go. rejoinder, then we'll go to Snake. Yeah. yeah uh, ben, one you, example you, is the word love. love. I'm sorry. One example is the word love. Yeah. Yeah. There's all right. I just need everyone to stop interrupting me so I can speak. One example is the word love. There's one word for love in the English language. You're going to say, I love this Hershey's chocolate bar. I love my truck and I love my wife with the same word. In the Hebrew, you have eros love, which is romantic love. You have storage love, which is family love. You have Philadelphia love, the phileo love, the brotherly love. Then you have the agape love unconditional love like god's love for mankind and what's so funny is i pulled up this article to explain the four kinds of love and it shows god hugging a cartoon globe like how funny is that oh man gosh so this is why it's so important that we have an accurate understanding of creation because if we under that that god doesn't exist this invisible blue guy is not real the creator of a heliocentric model does not exist so don't believe in him. Don't believe in a fake model either. We falsified it. Okay. Can we talk about how we falsified May. the globe? Well, Nick can ask me, us more questions about why things don't fall laterally. Can let I me respond to Nathan's point real quick, and then I'll give it up. Um, Nathan, that's an excellent point with love, and you're completely right. But I would say that is somewhat of an outlier, and I would just use as a, a counter argument the word yam. I mean, that is so vague. That's why there's no consensus on it. So I'll leave it there unless you want to you know, keep make, going. Just to make the point about yep, the New enough. Testament, the New Testament was not written in Greek first. It's been proven historically accurate by 
many different types of Jewish uh, scholars who have proven the first Old Testament, the first New Testament was actually written in Hebrew, not Greek. I would be fully open to looking at sources for that, and I could be wrong, but... Um, Benjamin, okay, yeah. it's, it's uh, Rabbi Benjamin, let me get back to you, go ahead, Nate. Well, if yeah, I no could, uh, if I could respond stars, to something, if I could respond to what Nathan said, uh, it's it's very important to ask why things don't fall laterally because you claim that they're that <laughs> things fall because of density and buoyancy, and yet the density is the same on the sides as it is above and below. So we can prove this by the fact that there's a pressure gradient. You, uh, I'm sure, agree with that. I'm think you've agreed with that before. You agree, disagree on the cause, of course, but um, the fact that there is a pressure gradient proves that density and buoyancy is not what explains falling, because the fact that there's higher density air of the same composition as there is uh, at the sea level as there uh, and less dense at the tops of mountains, uh, for example, shows that there is uh, something else at play other than density, or else all the air would be the same density when instead there's something pulling the air in a direction. So you're forgetting, you're uh, deliberately ignoring that because it destroys all of your arguments. You're right. That's why, I, that's why I'm ignoring it. You're, you're, you're right. I'm just, I'm just ignoring it because as a graduate student, that's what we do. We, we just ignore shit. Yes. Every... Did you know that a density gradient has nothing to do with the shape of the earth? at all whatsoever so when you say it destroys all of my arguments you look like a bozo bro um well the fact that there's a, pr a pressure gradient shows that there is gravity and no. it shows how oh, gravity works excuse me it shows how all right. gravity works one sec we do have to give him a chance to finish go ahead snake it shows how gravity works and from that uh with the fact that we know gravity also pulls toward the center of mass that explains the shape of the earth um, so and and no, graduate-level physics does not say gravity does not exist. So we need to stop with that lie. Um, not so, what I said either. That is not what I said. Okay. You're going to quote me. Quote me right. Don't well, if you, need to, if you need to correct me, just correct me. If I get something wrong. Yeah, I'll correct you. You said it. the only reason things fall, according to me, is density and buoyancy. Uh, if it's only density and buoyancy, Snake, can you explain how quantum locking works? Thank you. It has nothing to do with this. Uh, when you drop a super-cooled superconductor on top of the quantum locking track, it doesn't fall. It floats in the air. Now, you said earlier, I'm talking about a solid. When you drop a solid, it falls. Now, when you drop the superconductor on the quantum locking device, it doesn't fall. It levitates, and you can actually move it laterally left and right. It'll stay there. So, But it doesn't move on its own. It's just density and buoyancy. Uh, electromagnetism. It doesn't move on its own. We know there are forces that can resist gravity. I'm not saying you can't throw things up. Okay? So I'm not saying you can't levitate things that, with magnets. Saying... Um, I'm not saying you can't levitate things with magnetism. That's not part of it at all. You do have to overcome the falling force, but the other thing you don't understand is that quantum-locked <laughs> quantum-locked magnets don't just move sideways because there's less density over there. So that's that's what you just don't understand. You still aren't answering Nathan, me, 
the it's fact that it's the same all around, but yet there's something different going down, that means you're missing a piece. Hey, Snake, hey, Snake. just so you know who you're talking to, Nathan was almost a neurosurgeon. So let's let's go ahead. Okay. Let's go ahead. Wow. And, 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 I mean, I'm not trying to and boot Nathan, just, but just to reiterate, I, I'm a flat earther now. I, no, I don't care whether you're flat earther. You need to be respectful. Part of the reason I came out of the gate swinging at you is because you're being a dick. All right, let's let's, let's let's would, bring it back to would, the discussion uh, at if hand. If you think me with, saying you don't understand something is me being a dick, I don't. This this is a debate. We're gonna disagree. Yeah, you're right. I don't understand things. I stand over them because I under I, I already figured this stuff out. All right. Now I want to know: Have you ever done sight distance observation, Snake? Because you said flat earthers don't do anything, and I've done those. Have you done them? I said that you wouldn't visit the sun and things like that. <laughs> Nobody has visited the sun, Snake. So have you done sight distance observations? Right, and if it's no? local, if it's local, then you should be able to visit it. <laughs> okay, so you haven't done sight distance laughter observations. Laughter of embarrassment. What about infrared? Right. No, actually, Snake, it's not the laughter of embarrassment. Have you done any infrared? Okay, you guys are speaking over each other. I do want just to be the audience needs to be able to. No, hold on. Okay, the audience needs to be able to hear you. What is like? Okay, just hold on for a second. The, the audience, <laughs> sometimes Nathan and JM, you guys are so excited you speak over each other. I We just want to make sure the audience gets to hear you. They, we want to be, be sure. Go ahead. It's all good. So that's a no on site distance observations. Then you brought up how I haven't been to the sun, even though nobody has ever been to the sun. You can't go to the sun. All right, infrared photography. Have you ever done that, Snake? The reason we should be able to go to the sun is because Moderator, you say it's local. not answering questions. I'm answering your statement. I'm answering. Not even having a conversation. I'm answering your statement. I've never said the sun is local in this debate. You're literally just making shit up. Oh, okay? so you don't believe so the sun is local? Can we get back to your argument? Can you don't believe the sun is local? There's the belief oh, word again. Because your entire construct, your entire cosmology is based on belief. Now, real quick, I want to know, Snake, because you said multiple times. Is the sun local? Oh, you want to interrupt me again? Go ahead. Let me know when you're done. Uh, you're changing subjects at a million miles per hour. Is the sun local or not? No, I asked you if you've done long-distance observations. You changed the subject oh. and said, oh, I haven't been to the sun. Then I asked you about infrared, and you haven't answered the question and changed the subject. I actually had to get the moderator to say you're not answering questions. So now you're projecting. Well, I can't get you to answer that question. I'm trying to stick on one subject at a time. So are we moving okay, on because yeah. you your, want to answer that question? Oh, no, you've okay, interrupted so All right, gentlemen, all right, we do just because there's so much interrupting. We're going to have to kick it into two-minute sections if there, if it doesn't slow down. So I do want to hear from Benjamin. It's been a while. Sections, I'm, I'm done with two-minute sections. Okay? I need to know if snakes tested astrophotography. Ast I've done anything with astrophotography ever. We're going to give you, no. Snake, a chance to respond, and then no, we're going to go to Benjamin. All right, we're going to go to Benjamin. We're going to go to Benjamin. Yes, um, I haven't heard from you for a while, for a while, Benjamin. What have you got? Benjamin said he doesn't. That, know you are not Benjamin. Benjamin. Okay, so <laughs> you are Nathan. So uh, Benjamin, what have you got? Um, I uh, I believe without a reasonable. Believe. All right, Nathan. Yeah, um, I believe without without a reasonable doubt that God exists, uh, though I cannot empirically show someone God. In the same way, I believe beyond a reasonable doubt based on the evidence that is out there that the earth is a globe. Could I be wrong? Sure. Uh, but I would need the evidence 
for the flat earth to not only debunk the globe, but also to outweigh it. Um, I will offer the only piece of empirical evidence that I can say I have, um, and it wasn't over the ocean, it was over a field, but I watched the sunset and I was able to see the sun because there was so much interference that it was you know, turning red or whatever it does. So you could actually see it, at least for a time. Um, and when it went down, and I've heard explanations for this, kind of how the sun, you take a candle and move it behind a certain type of glass and it looks like it's going down and it's actually going further away. I watched the sun disappear from bottom to top. Um, and I didn't see any size change. I didn't see any blurriness, which you do see on the, the candle experiment. Um, and so that is my experience. Um, so I guess, what would you guys have to say to that? Uh, well, what did you that's expect to disappear sideways or from the top down? I mean, that's how it works on a flat earth. Things disappear from the bottom first because that's where the floor is and there's converging lines of perspective. That's right, but I would also ex I would also expect it just like a light moving down a hallway. I would expect it to get smaller as it gets further away. Oh, if but it's if, 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 if gentlemen, we do have to we have to be sure that Benjamin gets to finish. It uh, it does sometimes look smaller depending on the atmosphere. Just like sometimes you can stare at it and sometimes you can't. It also sometimes looks bigger. The moon does the exact same thing. Um, and so I don't know where else I was going with that. Nathan, what did you ask? You had a question. You said something. I don't, I'm not sure what you're showing me. Different. Uh, I can't hear you. You're, you're muted. I think he's saying that it sinks I've got footage. in position. I've got right. Footage and, right. And I'm, room. yeah. And I can, I can pull a photo offline of the globe. So I'm saying my experience is this. My experience trumps your photos because I have that experience. So I want you to explain to me I how I saw what it. I saw. I recorded it on video. Now, where were you? I'm guessing somewhere near sea level, under 1,000 feet in elevation? Um, I, I actually can't answer that. I have no idea. All right. Well, because I know the elevations when I make observations. And when I did an observation 10,000 feet above sea level in Denver, the sun and the moon appear to shrink into little dots above the horizon. The reason you didn't see the sun shrink as it was setting is because the further it gets, it's going through a medium that magnifies light. Okay, you understand that aqueous particles are in the air and the more aqueous particles that are between you and an object, the bigger that light will appear. It's called glare. Well, so I would say then, if that's true, are you saying it will look bigger or it won't look bigger? Because it seems like you're saying two different things. It with depends that on temperature. It, it I would depends also, on so, the right. And so then if the it depends. It depends on your elevation. But, oh, wait, all right, we're going to, let's, um, let's give Benjamin a chance to respond a full minute. Did you, um, JM, we're going to let Benjamin finish and then we can give you a chance to finish or talk. Um, I think the last, and this is actually a question, not a point. The last question I have for Nathan would be, knowing that atmospheric conditions can change or whatnot, did you do that test over multiple days with the camera in the exact same spot, or did you just do it once and then draw conclusions from that? And you might have, I don't know what your answer is, so. Okay, you guys say the sun sets and that's proof we're on a globe. The sun doesn't always set and the moon don't always set. I've filmed them with a time lapse 
disappearing way above the horizon and shrinking into a little dot. When I started recording the moon, I actually thought it was Venus coming in. But all right, real quick, I'd like to share a screen, well, James. Hang on. Uh, you, if I could, because I have you video dodged the of question. The, you dodged the question. I have video of the you sun getting smaller. Now, if we. I didn't ask if you had video. I, I, I asked, did you take multiple? The fact that I did it once falsifies the fact that sunsets prove we're on a globe because the sun and the moon don't always set. Do you understand? I only need to do that once. So then you cannot trust that atmospheric conditions. Nathan, I'm not sure what you're sharing. You only did it once. Uh, it's definitely not. This is just you're sharing the, the Skype window. So I'm not sure what you're trying to share. That's yeah, all right. It's right here. Um, there you go. The sun shrinking and not setting above below the horizon okay so next question it doesn't stay the same size always because it is literally moving away from you i just showed it do you have any more questions benjamin yeah how does so lenses and whatnot can can cause a lot of different distortions that's one reason that i know a lot of flat earthers are so skeptical about fisheye lenses and whatnot showing the earth is flat I'm telling you what I saw with my eyes, that didn't happen. I know that. And so I'm just saying, you, you could have, for all I know, you doctored that. That could be a CGI video. You guys use that argument a lot. So I'm just saying, all we right. can't just throw credibility to you because you offered a video. Nathan, you're, you're just, you're sharing the Skype window again. Okay, thank you. Um, I do want to, I will Nathan, leave it there good. and whoever wants to go. Go. So do you expect objects to retain their relative distance in the field of view as you zoom in? James, I've been waiting for a while. Just Jam, we'll give you a chance to respond right now. What do you okay, got, Jam? I haven't heard either of you actually okay. answer any of my um, rebuttals or comments. Um, I have a simple one. Uh, for the physics specialist here, Snake, and I've done physics, I've studied physics much more, I'm sure, than you have based on my age. And I'm not trying to brag or say, hey, look at me. I'm just saying based on how old you look, um, I've even taught physics. The second law of thermodynamics is unarguable. It is a law for a reason because it is proven beyond all doubt. It is accepted by all scientists in the scientific community except for the pseudoscientists. But all physics scientists have to run by the second law of thermodynamics, which says that all energy disperses until it finds an equilibrium. I'm paraphrasing. I get that. Okay. But our tires are, even, are, are a very simple example of that. You pump up a tire. It has higher pressure than the air outside. And as long as it is in a sealed container, it holds its pressure. The minute you push the valve, what happens? It releases. Same thing for a vacuum. In fact, nature abhors a vacuum. We're taught that in grade school, snake, just FYI. Um, you can't create a vacuum without a sealed container. That is basic elementary physics. Yet they want you to believe that there's a vacuum outside of the earth and the air on the earth, which has a positive pressure of, of what is it, 7.14 something pounds of pressure at sea level, does not pass the um, 
uh, what's the McCartman line? Due to gravity. The problem is gravity doesn't explain that. Physics is the only thing that explains the second law of thermodynamics, that is, the fact that you have to have a sealed container to hold in all pressure, positive and or negative, or higher or lower pressure. That's why... That, let me finish. The only way to create that is in a sealed container. Now, the modern-day science okay. will tell you gravity holds that to the Earth, but you cannot go in any scientific lab and prove that. I would... I would... I would give $10,000 to anybody who could demonstrate that through the scientific method to me. $10,000 is yours. Up for grabs. All right. I'm about to make a bunch of money. Uh, so that's why the pressure gradient on the Earth is very important because it shows that gravity is pulling air toward the Earth, which means that there is a field container. Gravity is containing air. Because, well, uh, he's not listening right now. I, I'll wait a second. Sorry. Uh, so the fact that there's a pressure gradient shows that there's something pulling air toward the Earth. Whatever you want to call it, I don't care. Gravity is fundamental to physics. I think everyone wait, should wait, know wait, that. Wait. Hold on. Um, Just let's let JM, JM, I do want to let, do, do you have anything to say in addition, Snake? Yeah. So the fact that there's a pressure gradient shows that air is being pulled toward the Earth which means that there's less air at the top of the earth and that the farther up you get, there's no air. So, and I, I know you guys don't accept the fact that we've actually gone up there and we have satellites up there, but um, that, that, that shows that gravity can serve as a field container because the way containers work, it doesn't matter if you have a closed lid or just an open lid, like actually, a cup. Uh, JM, we're all right. Oh, JM, we're gonna let Snake finish. You got, you got about thirty more seconds, Snake, and then we're gonna kick it. JM, are you serious right now? Yeah, James, because you're letting this. Like I'm gonna let him finish. That's right. So we're gonna let him finish. Snake, go ahead. You got thirty seconds, then we're gonna kick it back into JM. So you can have a pressure gradient with or without a lid that shows that there's a field container. Uh, from gravity um the the way that containers work is there's a normal force air pressure goes up against an, an obstacle it gets pushed back down now the fact that we can show that gravity pulls things down means that air can be pulled down which means you don't need anything up here for the downward movement of air which means gravity can contain air go ahead jam all right you done you done James, let me get this one real quick. GM, okay. if you're okay with uh, that. Here's NASA straight off. Yeah, it's fine. Here's right off the NASA website. Phases of matter, okay? Says liquid, shape of container, gas. Takes the shape of container. Now, you know, Snake, at sea level, gas moves in all directions where gravity is the strongest, right? Mm-hmm. Well... When you get further away from Earth, there is less gravity. So logic concludes the gas would continue to move in all directions into space. Congratulations. Welcome to Flat Earth. That was and amazing. It's still and being pulled toward the Earth. <laughs> okay. Even if it's yeah. slightly so weaker a couple of miles out. Just to recap, Snake, gas doesn't stick to the Earth at the surface where gravity's the strongest, right? 
you realize there's different, there's different physics for liquid than, than gas. You right? just said yes. Now you're going to say wrong? So you gas doesn't gravity, move in all directions said, at Earth's surface? You said air does not stick to the Earth at sea level? Gravity, gas moves in all directions at Earth's surface. We went over this, and you said yes, it does, right? Correct. And then there's a downward force, which moves it downward. There's no downward force. It moves in all directions and moves downward. Is that what you're saying, Snake? Yeah, the, the biggest vector is down. The biggest vector, but it moves Unless in all directions, right, Snake? It's yes. omnidirectional at Earth's surface where gravity is the strongest, right, Have Snake? Have you ever added vectors in physics? Okay. Things, wait, you can wait, have wait, an up vector. Okay, so again, JM and Nathan are both responding at the same time. So hold on a second. Okay, so listen, hold on. Don't make me mute you. I don't like doing that, but I'll do it. At this point, I enjoy it. So I do have to actually let each person speak one at a time. Nathan and JM Truth, you are speaking over each other right now, and you're on the same team. So one of you has to decide who's going to defer to the other. James, I was in the middle of uh, speaking. So, JM, give me okay, so JM, you got to wait said, for Nathan to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, it's your teammate. Okay, go ahead, James, Nathan. James, I need a simple answer to the question. JM, you're talking over I need, again. I need a simple answer to the question. Not, not a bunch of different talk about vectors. Does gas move in all directions at our surface, Snake? Yes or no? Yes. The reason that Is the I, gravity am, the I strongest? asked you a question... The reason I asked you a question is because you have this long monologue and then you tack on a question at the end, so I'd like to respond to both. But yes, air does no, move in all directions. Monologues. I, need, I need to ask you a simple question. Is gravity the strongest at Earth's surface? Uh, no, but above the Earth. No, yes. it's not? It would be stronger oh, okay. under, so, underground, but for, okay. I understand well, we're, what we're you're saying. About... I understand what you're saying. Okay, so. great. So gravity is the strongest at Earth's surface, not at the Kármán line, right? Above the Earth, it's stronger below the Earth, but... Yes, and exponentially stronger because it's M1 plus M2 divided by D squared. It works on the inverse square law. So not only is it weaker, it's exponentially weaker as you get away from the surface of the Earth, Snake. You would know this if you knew your own science. Now, gravity is the strongest at the I surface of Earth, is. not the Kármán line. Right, Snake? I didn't catch that. Gravity moves in all directions at Earth's surface where it's the strongest. Gravity's stronger here than the Kármán line, right, Snake? Yes. Okay, so we already agreed. Gas moves in all directions on Earth's surface, and you're trying to say at the Kármán line, it just goes down because of the gravity, which got exponentially weaker as you left the Earth's surface. It's you just still, got decimated, bro. Your whole argument yeah. got decapitated, and I set it on fire, dude. No, because there's still, even if it's weaker, it's still moving down. It doesn't matter if it's, it's moving a little in all bit directions. Weaker. Okay. It's Thanks. moving in all directions. I'm going to give JM Truth the last word. I'm going to give JM Truth the last word because we're going to go into the Q&A shortly. Okay, JM Truth, what have you got? Okay. Liquid must can be contained in an open container. Gas cannot. That is a basics of physics, dude. And the fact no, that you don't understand. Sulfur hexafluoride. You're, 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 you're absolutely helpless, bro. 
I don't know what's funny. Okay, we're going to jump into Q&A. It's a basic chemistry physics experiment. You deny your own It's not a naturally occurring element. Look up sulfur hexafluoride. Sulfur hexafluoride is not classified as a gas. Go look it up. It's a liquid. It's a gaseous liquid. Yeah, thanks. We're going to jump right into these yeah, questions. Thank you very much, change. folks. Do want to mention, we are absolutely thrilled, my dear friends. As mentioned, the upcoming conference this January 15th and 16th, this Saturday and Sunday, this weekend in Dallas, Texas, you can get tickets. The link for the tickets and the debate schedule is in the description right now. So we'd love to get to meet you in Dallas, Texas this coming weekend. And with that, we're going to jump into these questions. Thanks so much. This one coming in from, do appreciate it, Stephen. Thanks for your super sticker. And thanks, Grimlock says, please no SpongeBob abuse tonight made by jim bob says snake how long would a carpenter's level need to be for it to no longer read level <laughs> it could be as long as you wanted it to be level just means tangent with the with the center of gravity Kwani Upstate says, only a globe is viewed as a circle from every point of view. Look at enough satellite photos to see every Earth landmass and every one is circular. Was there a question in that? I didn't catch Some that. of them are going to be statements during this Q&A. Okay, okay. Very interesting. Thank you. This one coming on from made by Jim Bob says snake a hole drilled directly through the earth. I rappel to the center and cut the rope. Will I levitate? <laughs> At this, I mean, assuming you don't get burnt up. This one coming in from Kwani Upstate says air pressure <laughs> diminishes to the pressure in space as altitude increases because less and less gas is above you being pulled down by the force of gravity. Uh... Mainstream science says gravity is not a force. These people don't know their own religion. It changed 100 years ago. Next question. And that doesn't change the fact that it still moves things downward. Of course, gravity, was, gravity before gravity, there was density, by the way, just so you know. Something's still moving things downward. I don't care and what wait. you call it. It's called density. A, any object that has more mass... I already showed you that doesn't work. object below it already is going to move down. Then it should move sideways, too. That was proven hundreds and thousands of years ago. This one coming in from... we're done with the snake, bro. We're in the question answer. These these are the people we need to talk to. King044 says, Nathan, you don't want to be a flat earther. Cool. Do T-Jump's ham radio experiment. Your honest man statement is so dishonest, it's crazy. Uh, T-Jump doesn't have an observation. He's never made any observations, just like every Glober I've ever debated on this channel. They've never done sight distance observations, laser observations, infrared observations, mirror reflection tests, laser uh, thermometer tests, astroarchaeology, astrophotography. They don't do anything. So next question. King 044 says, question for Dunning and Kruger. Please explain how an equatorial mount works on a flat Earth. For Nathan and JM Truth, how does an equatorial mount? No, that's not for us. He called us Dunning and Kruger. I'm not, that's not me. This one coming up for Mr. Monster says, after reading the Bible, it made me an atheist. Wouldn't you come to the same conclusion? And then like Robin Hood, and then they say, if the earth was flat and the sun was above it, wouldn't the entire disc be lit up? Benjamin will give you a chance to respond to the first one. Say they say, after reading the Bible, it made me an atheist. Benjamin, what are your thoughts? Uh, 
Um, well, to be honest, we need a whole lot more time to get into that. That could be another debate, um, discussion topic. I, I don't have a pithy response. This one coming in from... I got one. Do appreciate it. I got a pithy response. Okay, Nathan, have what have you got? Have fun being an enemy of the creator, stuck in your sin, and having no peace. Cool. Mr. Monster says, if the earth was flat... You have a, a habit of talking over virtually everybody, but but go ahead, JM Truth. Who's talking over everybody? It seems like every time you talk, it's while someone else is talking, but we'll give you a chance to respond. Well, that's because nobody gives me a chance to respond. And I've got to be like, hey, hello, can I respond? We'll give you a chance to respond again. Go ahead. Would you like to respond to this question? Jam Truth, it's almost like you're purposely talking while I'm trying to talk. Okay, Mr. Monster, so they had said, after reading the Bible, it made me an atheist. Jam Truth, do you have a response? Light doesn't travel forever, period. Gotcha. And Mr. Monster says, if the earth was flat and the sun was above it, wouldn't the entire disc be lit up? That was my, that was my I response. I got an answer. Sometimes we do have 24-hour days in the north during summer. So it is entirely lit up sometimes. But because the sun is small, small and localized, proven by crepuscular rays, all the rays converge to one single point above the clouds. The sun is obviously directly above the clouds. Temperature variations during the day prove this. The fact we have drastic temperature variations for the seasons as it moves closer and farther away. I mean, it is localized. Heat works on an inverse square law. If we were 93 mile, million miles from the sun, the earth would have an ambient temperature. It would not change drastically between day and night and throughout seasons. Go ahead. This one, Kango044 says, question for Jam Truth. Please give us your expert advice on CGI. What's the best sim- simulation framework in Houdini to render volumetrics? You watch your mommy. I bet you do. I, I watch your mommy too. Because this is a clown show. Jam, I just asked you a question. Yeah, you also just accused me of always talking over you, which I haven't done. I've tried to. Okay, so gosh. Okay, so the time I ask you a question, now you don't want to talk. Okay, well, stupid horror energy says Red's rhetoric has a video which shows the angular size of the sun doesn't change throughout the day. How is that possible if the sun is small and near? Uh, Chris von Montre has uh, one with the solar filter where it does change. So there you go. King 044 um, says, James, go ahead. I, you, you've, you know, been very forward about, you know, wanting reviews and whatnot. So I just wanted to say, I do think Jim has been interrupting to an extent, but I do think there have been some coincidental times just from my point of view. I Thank don't you. think he's been maliciously interrupting, but there Thank has you. been some of it. I just wanted to put that out there and leave it there. Thanks for that feedback. I appreciate that. This one, Kango Four Forces, question for JM Truth. Please give us your expert advice on CGI. What's the best simulation framework in Houdini to render volumetrics? Houdini is not, uh, I'm not familiar with the uh, software, so I can't make a comment. You got it in. I don't know and have an experience. You got it. And this one coming in from Kango Four Forces, graphics question for JM Truth. When rendering CGI to fake, the globe, can you please tell us which rendering algorithm do you think is best? Uh, I think Unreal Engine is probably the best software. 
Gotcha. And this one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Mr. Monster, says, how is the Antarctic circumpolar oceanic current maintained on a flat Earth? How is it even created without the Coriolis effect? <laughs> Who's, who's that question for? Circumpolar. So it goes in a circle around the pole. <laughs> the pole's I mean, on the outside. And I've never been to Antarctica. I haven't verified that even happened. I've seen yeah. no data for it ever. But, I mean, it could work the same way that the, the fluid that goes uh, for hurricanes, it spins in opposite directions, north and south of the equator. It could be some sort of electromagnetic wake that also influences the air and the water on Earth. King 044 says, question for JM Truth. When when doing your CGI stuff, can you talk about your use of VDP or VDB to model and render the atmospheric effects? No, because I actually have CGI modelers now that do that for me. This one from Joe Schwartz says, maybe we're living on a flat surface inside of a ball. Probably. This one from Stupid Horror Energy says, Argumentum ad document. This one from Mr. Monster says, I drop an apple, it falls. That to me is proof of gravity. Only beyond the atmosphere can I drop an apple and it won't hit the ground. Why deny evidence? Ask him to do it and show it. Like, like, Obviously, if you drop an apple in a bucket of water, it floats. That's how you bob for apples. So there's something else at play there other than the fact that the apple's hard and false. This one from Made by Jim Bob says, Snake, at what size or mass do things start sticking to objects? Yeah, I'm not sure. I forgot. This one from Mr. Monster says, Reading Leviticus in Hebrew made me even more of an atheist. Can't you see? And then they basically uh, give you a chance to respond, whether it be Benjamin or J.M. Truth or Nathan. Um, so to the, the last question to Snake, I think everything has a gravitational force to a certain extent. It's just is it noticeable That's true. how big it is. Um, for the second question, James, I'm sorry, I missed half it because I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? Uh, that was basically it. Okay. The, the, Hebrew, the Hebrew thing, there really wasn't a question there. Um, I'm sorry if you feel more to be like atheist, but actually Hebrew is probably one of the greatest languages I've ever learned. This one from Will Stewart, THFC Rant says, What branch, JM, and what was your AFSC or MOS or NEC? I've, I've covered this before. I spent time in the United States Army 12 years. I'm not going to go any further than that because I'm not going there anymore. I already years ago <clears throat> got into that, and it's the information is out there for people if they want to find it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring up my military record. You got it. Ozzie Talk says I have video showing Lake Erie curves away. That's a cool story. I've been to Lake Michigan and there's no curve on Lake Michigan. I've been to Lake Pontchartrain. There's no curve there. I've been to the Pacific Ocean. There's no curve there. You just made an empty claim. You didn't give us any data. Any amount Earth drop. Any claim. You just made an empty claim. Cool story, Globehead. I'm going to sleep. This one from Stupidor Energy says, The Septuagint shows us how Greek translations of Hebrew look like. The New Testament is not a Hebrew translation. JM, I think that's for you. 
Okay. Read the question again. They say the Septuagint shows us how Greek translations of Hebrew look like. Namely, they show us what it looks like to see a translation go from Hebrew to Greek. And and then she says the New Testament is not a Hebrew translation. New Testament was translated from Hebrew. You're right. The New Testament is not a Hebrew translation. But in Jerusalem, they did find the first Matthew in Hebrew prior to its writing in Greek. So, yes it has been pretty much scientifically proven that it had to been translated from something and it was translated from Hebrew. When I speak of Hebrew, I'm not talking about modern-day Hebrew. Modern-day Hebrew is actually a twisted form of Hebrew. I'm talking about pictorial Hebrew, which is a completely different um, a completely different thing. I, I do think the Septuagint is the Greek version of the Old Testament, so I'm not actually yes, sure right. that works, like the question was... Uh, yeah, it was the question was, was kind of messed up. But yeah. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. David Vellar says, I personally destroyed Nathan in a debate twice, and I officially request a chance for a third beatdown. You chicken, Nathan. I've never heard of that guy. <laughs> I've never heard of that guy. And that guy wants to debate me again after already debating me twice. I mean, I'm upset I have to debate Snake a second time. I'm, I didn't know he was going to be one of the opponents here today. I don't like recycling globers. I think that's boring, bro. It's like once you dust your feet once, why are you trying to go for a hat trick? That's just weird, bro. Are you obsessed with me? This one coming in from do appreciate your question. Area 85 Restoration says, since apparently Nathan is almost a neurosurgeon, ask him what the neurological disease MS is, including a description of the damage it causes. We're here to talk about the flatters, guys. Who cares? Okay. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. David Villar says, Nate is showing different brightness of the sun and lying, calling it different sizes. I'm sorry, Glober, uh, that you couldn't figure out that was a picture of the moon. This one coming in from <laughs> Kang044 says, Nathan, where did you do... All right. Nathan, where did you do your undergraduate study before medical school? Then after, where did you do your internship and residency? J.M.'s Truth said you were almost a neurosurgeon. I said he had the intellect of almost a neurosurgeon is what I said, actually. This one coming from David Villar says, even with aqueous glare, it doesn't explain why people thousands miles apart will see the sun the same size, one-third arc minute at the same time. Happens on a flat or two. Next question. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. David Villar says, no, Nate, you do not have video of the sun receding into a dot. You misrepresent the video of you zooming out. Yes, it's zooming out. I guess that guy missed the part where I showed the video of the sun. (laughs) All right, cool. Go. You got it, Dan. Thank you very much for this question coming in from Ozzy and Toxa. Second law of thermodynamics proves gravity and a globe. Go back to study physics in grade school. I'm assuming he's talking to me. Next question. Because he doesn't even understand the second law of thermodynamics. You got it, Dan. Thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Kang044 says, question for JM Truth. Please explain Maxwell's demon to the audience. Next question. Is it, I mean, they, I think it is just a sincere, like, I don't think they're trolling. We didn't even um, bring up Maxwell's demon. Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. This Will Stewart <laughs> says, JM, did you teach physics with a master's degree in graphic design? 
we don't teach physics in IDT. One coming in from Mark Reed says, "Jam, if there is physical a physical container, then why doesn't the air equalize in the atmosphere and become the same pressure, like in your example of a tire, tire?" Because there is no density, there is no density table in a tire. The air that we breathe have many different elements in it. Therefore, it does neutralize or equalize into the density table. That's why the air is thinner the higher you go. A this, tire also has different like elements. That, a tire is a static closed system, not a dynamic closed system. That's right. the difference. The Earth yeah. is a dynamic closed system. Thank you, Nathan. What is Lots the of turbulent difference? waves on the road. What's the difference between dynamic flows and static flows? And I'm genuinely asking. I, I do not know static, that. Static, the air would be isotropic and homogeneous. In a dynamic system, there's in energy being introduced, for example, hot sunlight, cold moonlight. That will affect everything. So it's a dynamic system on both models. I'm sorry, Globers don't know their own religion. I'm here to teach it. Roger that. That happens in tires, too. Heat is introduced. So is pressure waves. Thanks, Snake. You're so smart. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. This one coming it's in from you. Appreciate your question. Nathan. David Villar says, second law is based on all other forces being applied equally. That energy will tend to be dispersed equally. Okay, yes, that's true, except in a dynamic system. We have a heat source and a cool source spinning around the Earth, heating up and cooling off the system. That creates a dynamic system. I can't believe I'm having to teach basic physics. What unit of physics teaches you about a cool light and cool forces? That's what I thought. Snake, move on, buddy. Just, just sit there and look pretty, bud. That's what I thought. That's about it. This one coming in from Do Appreciate Your Question. Soldier of Science says, Can we get a poll going? Best headgear, one, trucker hat with built-in snow goggles, Barrett, Colin Kaepernick, Afro, or Silent Bob, Beanie. You guys all have epic hair and and uh, and hats. Soldier of Sciences. Oh, we got that one. These are David, leveled. David Villar says, containers can exist due to static forces, such as physical lids, gravitational forces, such as Earth, or magnetic forces. A magnetic force does not create a container. Science does not yes, create <laughs> This one coming in from David Villar says, Nate, you confuse, quote, strongest with merely being present at all. He never said it only went down either. Stop lying. Aye, aye, Captain. This one coming in from, do appreciate it. LB Things, Stuff and More says, JM explains spherical excess in surveying. We didn't talk about surveying. Move on. Guys, listen, you can ask me all the questions. If we didn't discuss it or it wasn't in the debate, I'm not going to entertain it. This one from Displaced Gamer says, is the sun local, yes or no, only, Nathan? Of course. This one from Hillside says, Nathan, what is the sun, moon, and stars' role in our reality? What purpose do they serve? Oh, that's a good question, but that can take a The sky is for signs and seasons. So. <laughs> this, this one from David that's Villar. 
Says it's colder at higher altitudes, Nathan. Yeah, that's because the sun's not hot, the earth is. That'll blow your mind. That's a good one. Hillside says, Benjamin, how can God be all-seeing with this spherical earth? Doesn't a flat er or flat circle such as Isaiah 40, 22 make more sense? No, because the God I'm referring to, which is the Christian God, is omnipresent. He's not bound by any physical constraints. This one coming in from Do Appreciate Your Question. Hillside says, oh, got that one. Stupid Horror Energy says, Reds also has a video of parallel anti-crepsicular rays being seen for a while on a plane showing the sun is big and far. Red must be their priest. No, it's typical globe religion. I never tested it, but I I know a guy. (laughs) I have not, I've counted more times that people have quoted red than God in this. (laughs) This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Nag Nooney says, what was the best CGI rendering engine in 1969? I'm assuming they're asking me. I think so. I, I'd have to go look it up. I don't know. I think that's a poke at the moon landing. Yeah, I know. It, it, yeah, yeah, it is. I know. I, I, I realize that. I'm kind of just letting shit go because it's just stupid. Yeah. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Will Stewart says, JM, an AFSC it was just an alphanumeric description of your job. It's not private information. Why not answer? I was... And one N R or what is it? Sorry, one N four forward slash nine eight C forward slash K three six A. Okay, why don't I answer it? Because I want to piss you off. That's why. This one coming in from the crawdaddy. <laughs> right, just because I want to be a jerk. Says I find it extremely suspicious People that you think something else. Says Sorry. I find it extremely suspicious that you won't say what your job title was in the army. Snake, I'm really aware that people think something else. I realize they're actually being jerks. And, but I've already asked Nathan. I've already been down this road, and I've embarrassed multiple people. Five years ago. Public with my DD-214. I've also been yeah, in contact and I'm a disabled veteran. Thank you. Good for you. Sorry, sorry yeah, we went over this five years ago. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. Joe Schwartz says, what is your favorite video game? I suppose we'll get this from all of you. Call of Duty. Nope, video games cause brain damage. I don't like any video games. <laughs> they are system killers. They literally Alarm cause brain simulator. damage, guys. You gotta check this out. Oh, okay. Any other favorite hey, games? Uh, my vote was for Farm Simulator. I'm still going with Skyrim. Kang yeah, Skyrim is good too. I, I like Sky- hey, Gabe, I gotta go though. Okay. So, well, thank you so much, guys. It was fun. I appreciated it. Nathan, love you, bro. Love all you guys, actually. But, uh, Peace and love. Thanks, and, Jam. Uh, come home. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Jam. Yep. Appreciate it. Let me readjust the pictures here. It'll be a little bit scrambled for just a moment. But as I do, I'll ask the next question. Pat G says, to the Flat Earthers, if you ever cite the Bible, how did you determine that, A, it's correct, and B, every other religious text is wrong? What was your method? You're on mute. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, guys. I used to hold my middle finger up to the creator. I didn't read the Bible to prove the Bible was real. I read it to disprove it. And after five years of learning about 
prophecy and equidistant letter sequencing and numerology and all the freaking stuff that you can verify yourself and other people have also verified about scriptures. Five years later, I was reluctantly a Christian and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. The creator is greater than we've only seen a sliver. And those are for the people who know them, not the atheists. I think they only want a spinning ball. They don't know the creator. That creator doesn't exist. Benjamin, we'll give you a chance to respond if you'd like. Uh, well, I'm thankful that Nathan, Nathan has a relationship, but I will say um, I don't think it has to be that complicated for some who might come a little bit easier. Uh, the spirit can prod in different ways. Um, I think that actually, I think C.S. Lewis, I could be wrong, but I think he also, not nothing to do with, I think, any physical attributes, but he was resistive and in his resistance came to faith. I think it was him. Um, but yeah, I'll leave that there. You got it, and thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from Matteo Trujillo says, "Can you give specific number for how far the sun is from the Earth, and how do you prove that? Please be specific." That's Not me. Everybody. Not everybody at once. Go ahead. They don't say. Um, could you repeat the question? And Snake, you're muted. So you say, Matteo says, can you give a specific number for how far the sun is from the earth and how do you prove that? Please be specific. Well, it's something like 81 million miles. I don't know. Uh, that wasn't my point in the debate. I don't care how far the sun is. I just care about gravity. The sun's 93 million miles away on your model, just so you know. Um, and actually, the way they figured that out is by assuming the size of Venus and looking at it and then assuming the chemical composition of Venus. And then they looked at the sun and compared it to the size of Venus and assumed the chemical composition of the sun. And so it's all based on hypothetical booga booga nonsense assumptions. So just that's how they did it. So, you know, Snake. Yeah, there's there's like angular size and stuff like that. Um, I would trust the experts, not Nathan Thompson. So. Well, if Nathan's, I know, claiming, the expert. if Nathan's claiming that he's citing the experts, Nathan, what where's the citation for that explanation you just gave? Like what what references do you have? Uh, that's how they figured out the alleged distance to the sun. I was just letting you know it's 93 million miles, not what Snake said, and then I told you how they figured it out. I don't have a freaking belief system around the distance to the sun. I don't care how far away the sun is. It's allegedly the Goldilocks zone, which is interesting because I think the dome is gold. It's got crazy electromagnetic properties, doesn't age. SpongeBob lives in a pineapple orange sea. The most famous dome in the world is gold. Uh, it's got a magnetic permeability. So uh, this, it says in scripture that streets are paved with gold. And if heaven's above the earth, then. So yeah, um, Goldilocks zone. The, uh, that, this that's one, what I got for you. Coming I in from think, Sun. Um... Sunflower says, JM, are you, well, he's gone, says, said, are you currently under conservatorship? And then King 044 said, follow-up question to JM. Max, they said, Max is, Maxwell's demon is one of the first things you learn while, when learning about the second law of thermodynamics. Unfortunately, he's not here to respond, but he is linked in the description as well as all of the guests. I am going to be back in just a moment with, I think we had a last-minute question. 
Oh, we actually got that one. So I think we're good. But I'm going to be back with updates on this upcoming conference, folks. I do appreciate all of you hanging out with us and want to say thanks to our speakers. It has been a wild one tonight, no doubt about it. And so stick around, folks, as I'll have updates about this conference this weekend in Dallas, Texas. We'd love to see you there in person. It's going to be amazing. So want to say one last thank you, though. Nathan, as well as Benjamin and Snake Was Right, and JM Truth, who is not with us. But want to say thank you all. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. My wife doesn't like debates, but she stayed up and is watching. So I just want to say, love you. Thanks for the support. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. It was really nice. Yeah, it was, it was nice working with both of you guys, too. Well, with that, I and will J be. And, and JM. And JM as well. You bet. And with that, I will be back in just a moment, folks. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, and I will be back in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, absolutely thrilled to have you here and really do appreciate you guys being with us. Thank you so much, and it has been a true pleasure. I want to say hi to you there in the old chat. Caleb Dawkins, thanks for being with us. Stephen Cook, glad you were here. Pear Bear and Eric McCall, thanks for being with us. Michael Lyon, glad you're here, as well as Ree Webster. Now, I've got to tell you guys, we are absolutely thrilled for this upcoming conference. You don't want to miss it. It's January 15th and 16th in Dallas. So it's this weekend, you guys. We would love to get to meet you in person if you live in the Dallas area. It is going to be amazing. So let me just tell you some of the info about it because I know you're all very busy. I'm going to try to jump into this as soon as possible. First, you might be wondering what exactly is this conference that you're talking about. Well, it's called DebateCon. And the reason is, you guys, I'm absolutely pumped for this conference. As you can see on screen, that is what I'm talking about. DebateCon, we are using Indiegogo as our fundraiser platform, kind of like GoFundMe, to help make this event happen as we are going to host in-person debates this coming weekend. It is going to be phenomenal, and we are absolutely pumped. So I want to say, my dear friends, this is going to be spectacular. I am so excited, and I've got to tell you, couple of things about this because you might be wondering well what exactly is debate con like james tell me more i'm a little bit confused and i gotta tell you it is going to be amazing because these conferences or i should say these debates that i'm going to show you on screen right now are the debates that we're going to be hosting the top row are all of the debates we're hosting during the religion debates day that's this saturday and that is including juicy controversial topics like whether or not liberalism is obligated to dominate Muslim nations. That is going to be a juicy one between Destiny and between Daniel. That is going to be a monster one. It's the main event for a Religion Debates Day, as well as on the far left, you can see in that top row, David Wood and Kenny Bomer, Christian versus Muslim on whether or not Muhammad's marriage to Aisha was immoral. So that is going to be a juicy one. In other words, it's roughly speaking, debating whether or not Muhammad was a pedo. So it is going to be very controversial. And my dear friends, if you want to watch these, in addition to coming live to Dallas, Texas, where we'll be having that event, you can watch from home because maybe you're like, well, I'm not in Dallas. I'm not anywhere near it. Here's how you can watch from home. As I had mentioned, we're absolutely pumped that we were using this kind of crowdfund kind of like GoFundMe, Indiegogo is what it's called, and you can see their logo at the bottom of the screen there. And basically, if you just throw in the crowdfund, so for example, I'll show you the perk level, that if you throw in just for nine bucks, you get to watch all of the live debates that are going to be shown to the public 
for just throwing in at $9 for the crowdfund, which is linked in the description. And I will throw that into the live chat as well. And I've got to tell you, that crowdfund, we only have two more days for. It expires Thursday night. You guys, you don't want to miss this. It's going to be phenomenal. So some of our most juicy debates during the conference are ones that you either have to throw into the crowdfund at this amount, as you can see right here on screen, watch all the debates live for not even 10 bucks, piece of cake. But not only that, absolutely pumped. My dear friends, this is going to be spectacular. You can do it several ways. One, you can throw into the crowdfund. Two, if you are a channel member or Patreon supporter, both of those mean that you already get to view it. You don't even have to throw into the crowdfund. So if you want to become a Patreon supporter or channel member, now is a great time to do it as it helps us put on these events. It is going to be amazing. So in addition, though, you might be wondering, like, well, I don't know, James, like, is it that easy to, like, go into this Indiegogo thing and make a, a donation for this event that you guys are doing in person? It is. Actually, so, for example, if you look on screen right now, Indiegogo is on screen, and it shows you just one way that you can do this speedy sign-in, quick sign-in using your Facebook, for example. Absolutely convenient, super easy, and super quick. And, you guys... I am absolutely pumped for it because we've done this before in the past. We have had successful crowd funds. You guys, I am absolutely thrilled about this. You guys, it is seriously, it's going to be a blast. Here are some of the ones that we have done in the actual past because you might be wondering, you're like, I, like, what have you done in the past? This is one that we did over the summer. It was fantastic. But not only that, we are absolutely pumped that we did this one about a year ago. And that's on screen right now. I am absolutely pumped. We have had those successful crowdfunds to make those events happen, and we are going to make this huge conference happen as well. So I really do encourage you, join us as we pursue the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. And so if you look at the screen on the far right, that is the fundraising meter. We have already raised over $2,000, and you might be wondering, James, I, what do you need that for, though? I, I don't understand. I mean, it, do the hotels just let you do this for free? Not exactly. That blue chunk on the far right side of the pie graph there is actually the chunk for the venue cost. So it is kind of pricey. That's something that I've got to tell you. It is something that it's like, yeah, it does cost some cash. But nonetheless, we are selling tickets as well as doing this crowdfund to raise funds for this event. And so I am absolutely pumped. You guys... The bottom piece, the, the orange piece there, is for speaker hotel rooms as we are hosting the speakers. And not only that, but on the far left side, you see that gray chunk there. That is for the flights for speakers. And this, again, if you were like, kind of like, well, I, I don't know, maybe. I mean, it sounds like it's an all right idea. That meter on the right side there shows we only have two more days left. So this crowdfund wraps up on Thursday night. And after that, you won't be able to jump in anymore. And so I do want to encourage you, throw into the crowdfund now as that's linked in the description. And again, I will throw that into the old live chat as well so that it's convenient and help us pursue the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. We really do appreciate your guys' support. And so I want to say thank you guys for all of your support. I want to say hi to you there in the old live chat. Heat Shield, good to see you. Ree Webster, glad you're here. Fake Globe, glad you were with us. Corey Clark and Nugget Man, thanks for coming by. Dagobah Dave, glad you were with us. And Eureka Akaru, 
Pumped you were with us. Mr. Anderson, glad you were here, as well as Citizen 9 and Proper FPV. Glad to see you. Displaced Gamer says, is there a replay or rewind? Oh, yeah. So if you don't see the debates live, we will release them on the channel eventually, but it's not going to be right away as we really do want to encourage you, watch these live. It's going to be absolutely epic, and they're going to be juicy topics and high-quality debaters. World of Bliss, glad you were with us. And Citizen9, good to see you. Hannah Anderson, thanks for your support. I see you there in the old live chat. And thanks for becoming a member of the channel, Displaced Gamer. Seriously, we really appreciate your support. That means more than you know. And Long Nights YouTube, and good to see you there. Thanks for being a member. We appreciate that. Hannah Anderson, thanks for being a member as well. And thanks for your support of the channel, for real. You guys seriously make this fun for me. I really do appreciate you guys. It is honestly a blast, and I am absolutely pumped to be here with you. So thanks for your support, you guys. It has been a rough day, to be honest. I've got to be honest, it has been a challenging day. And I just haven't, I feel like I haven't been myself lately. I've been a little bit, just like mentally, I just haven't uh, been as sharp as usual. And I don't know what it is, but I do want to say thanks for all of your guys' support. I love you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your night. I got to wrap up because I've just got to take care of some things. But I do want to say thanks for all of your support, you guys. And uh, in those good days and those bad days, we were in it together. And so thank you guys. I do appreciate you guys. You guys mean more than you know. And so for real, I really do hope you guys have a good night. I do want to say before I do say goodbye, because I just like getting to chat with you, is thanks for being with us. Let's see here. In the old live chat... Emperor of Cats, good to see you, says, K, goodbye, goodbye, friend, take care, and Michael Meyer, good to see you, and thank you so much for, said, I was able to pitch in, but I will likely miss them and need to watch the replay myself, thanks for your support, Michael, seriously, we appreciate that, and Brooke Chavez, thanks for your support, says, thanks, James, thank you, Brooke, the pleasure is all mine, seriously, you guys, I really do appreciate you guys, and so, I, seriously, you guys make my day. And when it's been a rainy day, it's just nice to have your support. So seriously, thank you for all of your support. Thanks for being here for me. I do. It's like you guys, it's honestly like a family. And so thanks for your support. Corey Clark says, hey, hope you feel better, James. Thank you for that, Corey. And then Michael Lyon, thanks for your kind words. I appreciate that encouragement. And Dagoba Dave says, love you, James. Thanks again. Thank you, Dagoba Dave. And be Truthful says, thanks. Make sure you hit the like button. Thanks for your support. And do hit that like button as we are so close to 190 likes, my dear friends. We really do appreciate you being with us. Stupid Horror Energy, good to see you there. I see you there in the old live chat. Thanks for being with us. Hannah Anderson, thanks for your support. And want to say, I love you guys. Seriously, you're like a family. And thanks so much, Michael Meyer, for joining and becoming a channel member, Says, which is uh, welcome to so much soy. We appreciate your support. Thanks, Citizen9 says, chill now, James. I appreciate that. And then thanks, Nugget Man says, God bless you, James. And thank you guys, seriously, for all of your support. Eureka Akaru, we are glad you were with us. I see you there. Eval, good to see you. Lewis Giles, glad you were with us. And thank you guys, seriously, for your support. Join us while we are small as we have big plans for the future. We are absolutely determined to fulfill the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody has their chance to make their case on a level playing field. Thank you guys, and we hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you are from. And Reticulated Spleen, 
says, thanks, James. I hope tomorrow gets better and better. I appreciate that. Seriously, thanks for your support. Oliver Catwell, good to see you. Says, I missed the debate, but looking forward to watching it. Also, whatever has you down, I hope it gets better there for you, friend. Thanks so much, Oliver. If you can stick around and answer your phone when I call in about 30 seconds, I would be so grateful because um, it would just be great to connect. And so I just hope you're doing well. and uh, But yeah, Oliver would love to just quickly connect because I know it's super late or super early there. But good to see you there, Oliver. And thanks in the Twitch chat. I see you there. Mid-tier kit. Thanks for coming by. We are glad you were with us. Brooke Sparrow, thanks for being with us as well. And thanks for your support there in the old Twitch chat. Tapazzo, good to see you. And Tapazzo, I don't know if you got my sweet email. I hope you're doing well. And I did. I can't remember. I think I sent you an email. I might not have, but I am pumped to see you. It was about the poster, which I appreciate you making. It is a fantastic poster. And good to see you there in the old Twitch chat, though. Thanlin, good to see you. Thanks for being so kind. And we really do appreciate you for your kind words and encouragement there in the old live chat and Twitch. And yeah, I want to say thank you guys. Stripper Looker, good to see you, as well as Wood. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for your kind words, Corey Clark, for your support of Modern Day Debate. And a stoner Steve, thanks for your kind words, says, take care, James. I appreciate that, Steve. That means a lot. And so I want to say thanks, everybody, for your support. And I am pumped to see you in the next debate, as we have another one or two debates this week before the big in-person conference, which we're absolutely pumped for. So thank you guys for all of your support. I love you guys. And... I am pumped to see you for the next one. And join us while we were small. Hit that subscribe button, my dear friends, because we were excited. And I am thankful for you guys that we were at 60,000 subscribers. At the same time, this is just the beginning as we are going to be doing bigger things. And someday we're going to look back and say, wow, you remember when we were small at 60,000 subscribers? But thank you guys for all your support. And I hope you have a great rest of your night. Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.